This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> let's, let's appreciate the choir this morning. God bless you. <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus. Can you play that song? What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know why we shout at times? The Bible says, Blessed are those who know the joyful sound. Yeah. Psalm 89 verse 15. If you don't know how to shout as a believer, <laughs> glory to God. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. What will happen to them? What will happen to them? How many people are walking in the light of his countenance? Glory to God. I don't intend to spend a long time this morning, but I want to show you something again. John 20, 29. We stopped somewhere for service. I will soon ask you to take your seat. But just stand with me for a while. So we'll read God's word together. Hallelujah. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen. This is awesome. In the realm of the spirits, what you follow by faith is more powerful than what you can see. This happened after resurrection. Jesus had appeared to 11 before now. I don't know the kind of guy Thomas was. That 11 of your friends for almost one week tried to persuade you that they saw something and he said, no, he didn't see anything. And they were in the same house and they talked to him for about 10 days and Thomas said, no, until I put my hand inside that hole. And Peter said, Thomas, I saw Jesus. Mm. James said, but I saw him also. No. <laughs> Philip said, I saw him. No. But let me say, I saw him. Matthew said, he said, guys, can you just leave me alone? Until I... Then Jesus appeared. And Thomas touched him. And he said, my Lord and my God. But he was surprised that Jesus wasn't impressed about the fact that he was now believing only when he could see. Jesus said that, Thomas, you believe because you can see. Blessed are those. Thank God for those who rejoice when you get their lots. What about those who rejoice? Thank God for those who believe now that the doctor says it's no more there. What about when the doctor is still saying it is there? 
What about when you still feel the pain? What about when that marriage does not look like it? And the Bible says, Blessed are those though they have not seen, but they have believed. Do you believe that you walk in light? Do you believe that it is well with you? Do you believe that you are walking in increase? Somebody shout amen. God bless you. Can have your seats. <coughs> I have not seen, yet I believe. Real faith has nothing to do with what to see physically. And we stopped there for service. And I said, the title of what we're talking about, what happens after God speaks? After a word from God, after a promise from God. And remember a conference just ended. What happens after? And I said that if you don't understand God's pattern, you will expect a miracle after God has spoken. No. At times after God has spoken, what you see is challenges. Or there are many challenges coming up, <laughs> coming at you from different angles. So first service we read something very wonderful. First Kings 18 again. Let's just read. And then we jump. God is not a man that should lie. Numbers 23, 19. Neither is the son of man that should repent. That's our foundation. God is not a man. So a man can lie. A man can say, I will support you and not support you. And it might not necessarily be a wicked man. There might just be circumstances beyond his ability to back up his words with actions. But that's a man. Then Titus 1 2 is stronger than this one. He says, In the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. So God cannot lie. But it must be understood. So I brought forth the first point that when God speaks, He speaks about the end from the beginning. Isaiah 46, verse 10. I am the Lord that. Isaiah, give me Isaiah 46 10. You know, God's people must be acquainted with God's ways of doing things. So the Bible said, declaring the Elisha from verse 9. Remember not the former things, not the things of old. For I am God, there is no else. I'm God, there is none like me. Next but this is how I operate. Declaring the end from the beginning. From the ancient times, the things that are yet to be done, saying, My counsel shall stand. So I am God, said, There is none beside me. Then there is something you must understand about me. I talk about end from the beginning. For instance, and that makes it a bit difficult to work with God. For some who observe external things, the Lord appeared to Moses on, Mount, on the mountain, Mount Oreb. And when they appeared to Moses, after their long conversation, God tried to get Moses to go to Egypt. When he finally accepted, God said to Moses that, you are coming to this mountain to worship me. This is the end of the journey. But I am starting from the end. Because by nature, I declared the end from the beginning. I get what I'm saying. So he told Moses that, Moses, 
I am sending you to Egypt to bring out my people. When you bring them out, you will worship on this mountain. But I am starting the story from this mountain. So he declares the end from the beginning. If you don't know that, and the interesting thing about that is that, that means God does not talk about details. So he did not tell Moses that it sounded like they'll just come out of Egypt and they will come. He never told Moses that Pharaoh will be challenged ten times. And Pharaoh will be more stubborn than he goes. He didn't tell Moses that he will convert water to, uh, to blood. He didn't tell Moses that there will be darkness, firstborn will die. He didn't tell Moses that in the wilderness, these guys are rebels. They will show you pepper. He didn't. He never said anything. He just said, you worship me on this mountain. So, the one we read, First King 18. And let's just quickly take it from there. Are you following me? So you have received what during the conference? This is the pattern that you must know. It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. This message has to go around. Say, go, show yourself to Ahab. I will set the rain upon the heart. Verse 2. And Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Rain, right? Everybody read what he saw. Go back to verse 1. Let's read it again. One, two, go. Verse 1. Are you seeing this? It looks like once you appear to Ahab like this, rain will start falling. But when the guy appeared to Ahab... <laughs> Instead of rain, God didn't tell him that Elijah, you will have to contend with 450 prophets of Asher and 400 prophets of Baal. He didn't say, Elijah, you will have to go and tell your servant to look seven times. Just like Jesus saying to the disciples, let us go to the other side to go and preach there. But he did not tell them that there will be storm. When they went in the boat, he went to sleep. This is the interesting thing. When God tells you the end from the beginning, as if God goes to sleep. In between, things will start rising. And it will look as if God is not concerned about what is going on. You know why it's quiet? He already told you the end. When he says, it will be a glorious year for you at the end of the year. Many things might happen in between. But his word is, oh God. And of course, I gave them the last example. John 11. So they told Jesus, the one you love was sick, Lazarus. He said, this sickness is not unto death. Then later they said, Lazarus died. He said, no, he didn't die, he's just sleeping. Then later he said, okay, Lazarus is dead, I'm going to raise him. Why? He already said that I am the resurrection and the life. It does not matter whether Lazarus will die and die and die and die. And die. One thing is certain. By the time we get to Lazarus' house, we are going to leave him a living soul. So in between, so everybody, listen, you will not enjoy God if you don't understand God's pattern. You will not enjoy God if you don't understand God's pattern. We must teach believers this. I told you, when the first year, second year, third year, 
my wife couldn't conceive when we got married. And then one of the parents that was concerned, he and the church spoke to a prophet. And the man called and said, ah. He said, where's your mom? Where's your husband's mom? And she mentioned that my mom was in a bed with her then. He said, I'm going to buy clothes. We'll pray over it and go and give your mom. I call, your husband's mom. I collected the phone from my wife. I said, let me take it off from there. I said, you're a very stupid man. I said, I speak to you by the word of the Lord. She will give birth in nine months and I invite you for the naming. The mother that went to talk to the man, she came for the naming, she couldn't look at my face. But you know what? She didn't leave that church. People are in bondage in Nigeria. Because when you are not New Testament person, you seek for things. Sensationalism that we have sought for is killing the church. Native daughters are everywhere. Several people cannot pass in. As I'm talking to you now, I have a pain in my heart. There are believers who don't want to go to church again. They've been robbed, they've been duped, they've been oppressed. And by the time some start telling what they've been through, but who sent you there? Because people will not sit down with the word of God. And I said a bit of that first service. Now there are demons that are more powerful than the word of God now. Anytime somebody tells you that the kind of spirit or prince of family is so strong, you need 21 days. If they can't show you that in the Bible, there's no demon that the name of Jesus alone cannot take care of. The name of Jesus plus nothing. Absolutely nothing. You make demon powerful once effort is involved. Why then did Jesus die? If for what he told me he conquered, I will now to start myself for 21 days. I fast dry from time to time, but I don't fast about forces. I fast to stay with the word of God. What a nonsense that we are doing deliverance service and to talk to those demons we are fasting for seven days. Are they that powerful? These signs shall follow them that believe. I choose to believe God, not man. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Period. Are you telling again what I'm saying? There will be a revolution in the Nigerian church because the truth will spread. So many things happening. How can you, you live in an apartment and you are still waiting for someone to help you consecrate the apartment? Don't you know that God lives in you? If you feel like anointing it, there's nothing wrong. Don't get the oil from anybody. Buy the oil yourself and pour it. If there's need, but you know what? In this way, you don't need the oil. You yourself, you are a jar of oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Has he not said that wherever the sole of your feet shall tread, how can a bottle be more powerful than you? If, if it is true, the anointing can be in the oil. They use oil to pray for the sick. That's the only thing that the Bible says in New Testament to pray for the sick. But see, if an anointing can come on oil, what about you that you are a vessel? Spirit, soul, and body. Instead of you pouring oil down, put your leg there. That's a stronger anointing. You know, the way some people are still looking at me. Ah, are you little? <laughs> okay. I told you one day, one of the mothers came here. He ran to me after said, Pastor, Pastor. He said, Among those who enter the church, that somebody entered with his back. <laughs> someone be interested. He will let him enter with his stomach. So he, he wants us to begin to pray that way. Somebody enter our church with his back. Oh Lord, all the people. Is that how light behaves in the presence of darkness? 
Put on light and darkness will go. Light, number one light is yourself. Jesus lives in you. He is the light of all lights. He has made you a light. Now the word of God in your mouth is also light. Speak. Glory to God. There was a family in Abelta where I grew up. It was a haunted house. I think they said that they killed a girl in a very terrible way there. Nobody wanted to live there. And this person went there without knowing. Again, you know, they pushed this house to this woman. In the night, she will be hearing two people arguing loudly. 1 a.m. And then one will hit the other. The last event that happened before that child died, or that, that girl died, was replaying. Two loud voices arguing. You are crazy. If I get you, I will kill you. And then like that. And she went to tell her pastor. Her pastor said that it's very simple. They are talking because you are quiet. That when next day starts, say, Pastor, what do I say? Say whatever comes to your mouth. She just said that Jesus is Lord. Greater is it. They both kept quiet. And she said, I order you out. There is there is power in the name of Jesus. I just like stressing that to somebody. Don't go for acrobatics. Don't go for rituals. There is no ritual greater than the death of Jesus Christ. Don't be told that you prayer is stronger when you pray naked. From where? These are fetish practices that people who got converted they are called in the Bible mixed multitude. When they left Egypt, so people left with them, but Egypt was still part of them. They were the ones that introduced all the vices of Egypt to the children of Israel in the wilderness. And it's still happening. People are born again from all kinds of backgrounds and they begin to think, interpret Bible that way. No. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray a bit on your... Just pray. This is why you should go out there as a light and let people know. Glory to God. The second thing I want to share with you briefly, second point. After God speaks, Satan tries to show you that God is a liar. He tries to stand against what God has said. But you know what? For that thing not to come to pass, it needs your cooperation. Forever, oh God, thy word is settled. When Jesus met the boy that had epilepsy, and I talked about that at the beginning of first service. So the father of the boy was reporting to the disciple to Jesus. My son has seizures. I brought him to your disciples to heal him, but they couldn't. And Jesus said, Oh, you have little said, bring him to me. As at the time the father was talking, the boy was okay. As the boy was walking towards Jesus, the epilepsy started again. But Jesus was not going to be intimidated. When he has said to your case, come, Satan will try to do something. Because he wants your attention to be on that thing, not on what God has said. The wind was not, was not blowing in a very powerful way until Peter stepped out. When Jesus said, come, and Peter stepped out, See, what I read to you, that Elijah, instead of seeing rain, he saw drought. If you read Matthew chapter, Luke chapter 3, towards the end of chapter 3, and then early part of chapter 4, that's where the temptation of Jesus are recorded. 
the Bible said God said to Jesus, when John dipped him in water and he brought him out, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. You would expect signs and wonders to start from there. God just declared over Jesus, this is my son that I'm pleased. Everybody hear him. But you know what followed? 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the devil. Anytime God speaks, Satan shows up. The word of God attracts Satan. You know why? He knows anytime your faith pulls something from God, you are made forever. It is the same faith. A faith that heals malaria will heal cancer. See, if you sit back while meditating on the word of God, oh, Cassisco. That's why the first breakthrough is always the hardest because it's going to be the first fruit of others. Once the first one is done, the rest are cheap. David Yongicho, who used to be Paul Yongicho, believed God for a bicycle for over one year. I'm sure Satan let loose all demons in hell to stop the bicycle from coming. Then he began to picture the bicycle. He said, I'm pregnant of bicycle. They began to mock him around. When the bicycle came, the same faith he used to build a church of one million people. Satan understands seed principles more than Christian. Jesus compared your faith as a grain of a mustard seed. After the seed of Lebanon, mustard trees are next in size. Very massive tree, but planted with a seed that is almost too tiny to behold. So when Satan sees what looks like a mustard seed, what you are believing God for is just 10, you are the one thinking it's 10,000. To Satan, his mindset is, if he uses faith to put 10,000 today, he will use faith to put 10 billion tomorrow. He will fight. If the guy rebukes Eddie and Eddie goes, he will have confidence to rebuke cancer one day. So he's going to stand this ground. That no way. I'm going to prove to you that this illness stuff is a scam. God is not real. Do you know many Christians are just managing God? So many people have unanswered prayers. Difficult questions in their life. Because you're a good person. And you don't want to embarrass God. <laughs> so you manage him. But God didn't ask anybody to manage him. If you sit down with the Bible over any question, God will give you an answer. God is not afraid of anybody questioning him. You don't question out of being rude. If you sit at home and begin to pray that, Lord, show me. You will get to a church, they will preach a message that will be an answer to what you are saying, or you will see it yourself. But God is not afraid of your question. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Lord, I'm 13, I'm not married. But you don't want to say it. Think that when you say, Lord, I'm 13, I'm not married, God will get angry. Why will he get angry? He will show you why. There can be a reason. God is not afraid of man's question. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's all about your faith. It's all about your faith. And I heard this way. That was why I told them the story, which I'm being led to repeat for service. One day I was, I was just talking with an apostle man who was telling me something. I also experienced the same thing. He said, when he was in ABU, 
that he will believe God for money and he will confess, confess, pray and stand on the word of God. Then he will actually say, he will go to the bank in the school, the closest bank to the school. And he will sit there and he will tell check my account. Five cases inside. <laughs> and those people check and say, there's nothing. So he sat there. He said one day he sat from morning till evening. When banks are about to close by five minutes to four, he walked up to the woman again with confidence. He said, check, the money is there. The woman said, don't, don't waste my time. This guy, there's no money here. Then he will go back for a week to speak or confess God's word and he went there. He said till he graduated, he never received those money. But believe me sincerely, God was watching. Can you hold on to what God has said? Even if nothing looks like it outside. When you do that, after a while, there's a declaration over your life that you're a master of the world. You begin to taste the good word of God and things will begin to happen effortlessly. He said, but as soon as he stepped out of school, he noticed that shortly after that, the figures was mentioned, started coming by themselves to the accounts. There are times when God wants to see that. Can your faith be in only what he has said and nothing else? So I started with the faith. We're talking about Thomas. Can you get to that point? Where you rejoice over what God has said. Not because there is any physical evidence, but because God said so. Hallelujah. There is no I call him no greater honor Anytime something happens by the Spirit, your depth in the realm of the Spirit goes deeper. And that's what Satan doesn't want. Many of you don't know how much Satan fears you. And he tells the demon, supposedly wakes up, we are in trouble. Yes. This is why any time a war comes, it rushes. You attend the conference, the moment he notices that you are jubilated over a war, he's coming to visit you. The first thing that will happen is not the fulfillment of that word. The first thing that will happen is that he will visit you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you picked any word during the conference, a word was spoken and you felt it was for you. You did not make a mistake. And God did not make a mistake. God is not a man that should lie. That is what he has asked me to share with the house today. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Not knowing this, is the reason why people are looking for things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to stop there. I don't want to go into too many. The first 15 years of being born again, my life, I never fell under the anointing once. 
while you are conscious of external things. All that the Lord revealed to me, scripture about fruitfulness. And it made me realize that you'll be tested. When I got the word, then she had ectopic pregnancy. And she did not know until the thing burst inside her. It was on a Sunday morning when I was coming to church. Someone else had to sign. But see, God is awesome. The consultant that treated her was the professor in that, in that department in Lassut and in his private hospital there. We're there. I was in there. I came to church because she doesn't that she was having stomach this, a serious pain in the morning. So I said, okay, you won't be able to go to church. She said, you go. Don't worry. I said, okay. So but when I drove out, we're just so I think others had gone to the church then. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I just picked my phone and called a brother. He's in Fountain. It was in Fountain. Now he's still in Fountain. Like a big brother to her. I said, she said she was feeling summer when I was leaving the house. Now on my way to church, on my way to church, I said, sir, I think you should stop by to check her. By the time that one got to her house, he had to carry her to the car. They drove facing one way because she was passing out. Longer and short of it. So they had to do surgery on her. And something was taken off. I don't want to go into detail. Women will understand. Which reduce the chances of getting pregnant anymore. But I told her that where iniquity abounds, the Bible says grace abounds much more. You know what? She came back to the hospital from the hospital, bandage all over. I just heard this about what premiership might. Okay, my team is not doing well now, so it's, it's, it's um, you know, but. All things work together for. <laughs> it's a very we are going through right now. So. <laughs> and blessed are blessed are those who go through now. For others who go through their own later, <laughs> check your Bible. You see there, <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you understand? Like anybody can beat us now. It's painful. <laughs> he said he wanted to see Stafford Bridge, so we went there. I said I saw, I saw Stafford Bridge. But the first time, nine years ago, I said, I'm not interested in Stanford Bridge. It's not a bridge to fall, but it forced me to go. So I went there. When I was there, I was just angry. Then he later went to Old Trafford because he wanted to release a course there. <laughs> My wife is my you fan. So that one I went with joy. I said, Well, I won't speak, but you speak. <laughs> so. With, <laughs> He just said, Lord, let him stop winning. <laughs> then we went to Etihad. You know, we didn't go to our real enemy, which is Arsenal. You know, I've decided, if Arsenal wins this premiership, I'm going to preach a very powerful holiness message in church so that nobody will be able to talk to me after service. But there are many enemies waiting. So I'm avoiding them. There are friends from UI. If Arsenal wins today, they will send me. Some of them are listening to me now. From, they will send me. Some will just call to greet. They have not greeted in seven years. Because what I've said with my mouth against Arsenal, as I was Arsenal fan 2003, when I saw the way they were going, and I saw that I didn't want my life to go that way. So I left. So I've been persecuting them since that time. 
So the day they win, if you have been in this job for one year, you know that I don't like Asuna. The day they win, to be a very bad day for me, a very tough day. <laughs> I'll just lock myself in all day and be praying. No Facebook, no Instagram, no WhatsApp, Jesus only. That's what I will do. Amen. I was actually very happy when Master Tim beat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so she, that friend just called. I was watching premiership. When you are taking time to meditate on God's word, it will pop out of your mouth even unconsciously. It called from another place. Says, so as your wife conceived now, it just came out of my mouth. Yes. And a month after that, she actually got pregnant. Yeah. We don't force faith. It will come out. Have you heard me today? Be conscious of those two things. God talks about the end, not the middle. Number two, Satan will attack anything God tells you. So the intent that you get to a point where you begin, he doesn't want you to believe this thing. Because when you do, you will do wonders. Jerry Savet was in the plane one day and somebody collapsed and died. They were flying and the pilots announced any doctor where the person was and he just got up. So when they did ask whether a real physician or a spiritual one until the person came back to life and they were like, you are a doctor? He said, not really. <laughs> Once you have started walking by the word, it looks like all things are possible because all things are possible. There's no subject matter that is not covered in this world. As Satan knows, thank you, Lord Jesus. One day, I wanted to move from Massachusetts, Boston, so, to uh, I was going to, to Texas. And it was Sam that came to pick me. By the way, <laughs> interestingly, the saxophonist also traveled last week, went to UK also to join them. We have had three drama coordinators in this church. The first one, a few months after he was made drama coordinator, traveled out. Got an opportunity to travel. We appointed someone else. About three to six months after I got an opportunity to travel, travel. We appointed someone else. That one took an opportunity to travel and traveled. Who will remain? The number of people I saw in London. You are you also here. And they will have passed on me also. Some said it. Some didn't tell us. We just met here. I'm happy for all of you. We'll buy your properties before you return. Is it because you have not traveled? 
I have just been, I've been advocating for just one thing. Please be, pray before you travel. There's nothing wrong in traveling if you have the opportunity, but it's not every opportunity does so that you accept. You are, are a man of the spirit, so you must pray. If you pray, and inside your heart, you feel like the green lights. You feel the green light. Please go. We will need you over there. But if you are rushing because others have gone, you are not others. Don't run someone else's race. Is that okay? And um, remember, Nigeria will soon cross over. Let, let us rise. Think about those two things all the times. God speaks the hand from the beginning. What's the second one? Satan will fight anything that God tells you. Just to make it it's not so. How do you win? Hold on to what he has said to you. I didn't tell you what I told them for service. Let me also just show that one. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.18 You will think that prophecy means they prophesied to me that I will have a child. So Lord, thank you. I'm going to, but Paul gave you a different version of what prophecy means. This charge I commit unto the son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them. That means you don't put the prophecy on the charge and they say, I will be, God will bless me, so I'm waiting for it. Paul said to Timothy that no, the prophecy is like a sword given to you. Use it to fight your way. So if God says to you, they give you a prophecy, sister, you are going to get pregnant, receive that word of prophecy and fight barrenness with it. When somebody says you are barren, no, I'm not barren. I have received a word that I am fruitful, so I am fruitful. What are you doing? You are fighting with that prophecy. You are fighting every opposition using that prophecy as a tool. When you receive a prophecy about abundance, and your account goes down. Don't fret. Don't get angry. Fight with that prophecy. Speak about the account. No, this account is not dry. This can be me. I live in abundance. So repeat that prophecy over and over again. When something does not look like it, don't begin to question the prophecy. That is why you should utter the prophecy all the more. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just remember a scripture about the Lord quickening one step. But that day when I got to the airport, I've never seen that kind of queue before. In that area for that matter, there basically more white uh, people boasting. I mean, I was at the airport now. We queued from outside and it was 4 a.m. That was how the guy came to pick me a bit late. He slept off. On the queue, they started announcing my plane. Sincerely speaking, Nigerian spirit force wanted to call. I should I shut this queue and run to the front and explain that I come, but I just stood there. See, that watches over Israel does not sleep, nor slumber. Just as I rested in the scripture, I started running. There was like a military man standing at the front. Is anyone going to that plane? They are announcing. I lifted my two hands. Yes. He said, Step aside, step aside, go to the front. And that was it. That might be something, man. I can give you examples upon examples. It's your time. 
Nigeria has no control over what God is doing in our lives. We love our nation and we pray for the nation day and night. But we are not going to make any mistake about it. Our prosperity does not depend. Any pastor, anybody can see anything. All I know is that God will never get to a point where he will say, you know why I cannot help you? It is because of the country you are in. That kind of God should be sacked. The almighty God, the God of the Bible is not like that. That you are praying, say, oh my, you will not now. <laughs> Look at the situation of your country now. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and even we never, we are just wondering. What do, you want, what, what do you want us to do? That's not God. He makes a way. He makes a way. I said the first service, there are many people who are not in church this morning. I understand. No cash. And you will not do transfer to a downfall driver. <laughs> if they do that, downfall people, will, they will lose overnight. A lot of things. But I know it will soon be over. What I desire for every one of you, before the next fall scarcity, may you be blessed enough not to build a filling station to make money, but to build it to be a blessing. What about if you have a business you're already making billions and you just build a filling station just to help people when there's no fuel? This is when we should begin to think. You are not owing a school because you want to make money. You already have a business giving you money, but you decide to build in a local community an international school where the sons of illiterate, both Muslim and Christian, they are your school and they pay nothing. Down to their uniform and their breakfast, lunch and dinner is coming from your pocket and you have 5,000 students. Are you not making a point? Is that not mean let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven? I imagine each other building the best teaching hospital where treatment is free. If you're a government official, you pay. But once you're a citizen, it's free. And as they are laboring the laboring room, and somebody is getting treated, treated or whatever, you are playing Pastor last message. Is that not how it should be? As people drive to buy your filling station, uh, playing this last song. What about when you guys own all the electronic digital billboards here? And you are playing the name of Jesus. Scriptures. If there's no adverts, you play scriptures. Because you're actually too rich for adverts. Your purpose is not to make money from the board. You just want it there. The Bible said the rich answer roughly. Poverty is terrible. You don't know a poor man to be humble. Because you don't know who is truly unborn until money comes. It shows the true identity. Where well, you can eat breakfast in Paris and lunch in Germany and dinner in Spain. All of that just like one hour, one hour apart, one hour plus. If you can do that and then you are still very humble, treat people with respect and God, then we know that you are truly humble. Why would you be humble now? When you have just one room, the room has humbled you. 
we used to say that to you, I, you are cooking on hot plates. You are six in a room. We don't even know whether you are a fornicator. There is no space to bring help to. You are six in the room sharing bed with somebody. But the day you can travel anywhere where no man is watching. When you are in a nation where nobody knows you and you have all the money to check yourself into five-star hotel. What do you do in that five-star? That is when we know who you are. When you have the capacity and the capability to do anything you like, yet to do what is right, then we know that you have truly been touched by the Lord. Is somebody blessed this morning? Give Jesus the praise. All households, let me know if people have issues with transportation, please. This is what church is for. If they don't have the new notes with them, we will find an old way of bringing them to church. We'll find a way. Hallelujah. Sorry to hear what I said. Anybody without a new note to come to church, we will find an old way of bringing them to church. Maybe um, almost, I mean, anytime we start service, within a few minutes to service, there's no car space again. You know, we use the next home and next home and next compound and we use the road. Many of us have cars. There is a way we can make an amen to just pick some people. Some sincerely just don't have the money. The new note is not with them. There's no way to enter taxi or whatever. Even though it's actually collecting, it just, but this is the time to be there for people. Yeah, we love them. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.